welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do uh, something we've we've done similar things like this before, but today we're here to rank, uh, not necessarily review, but rank all of the 23 uh, MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe films. So this doesn't include films like Venom. Uh, this doesn't include things like uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Have you seen Spider-Verse? Yes, I have. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, it. Yeah, so we're here to go through and, and do that. Uh, so yeah, only the ones that have been included in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So from 2008's Iron Man all the way through to uh, 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home. But on this podcast today, I'm your host, Matthew. And joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Cool. Uh, there is one thing to note, which uh, David unfortunately hasn't seen Spider-Man Far From Home. But that's, the, that's the only one David hasn't seen. Uh, yes. I, of course, have. There's two reviews on the website. Uh, one from me and then one from me and um, Robert. Uh, I think we should just jump straight into things. There's no real need for too much pre-talk. Uh, but you're going to go first. So what is your, I guess, your 22nd film uh, on the list? And then well, go up to the top. I, th- I think the only thing that could go in the 22nd place is The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so okay. uh, for, for me, um, given that that is sort of the um, the sort of unmentioned stepchild of the <laughs> of the entire mcu really because it it was i mean it is listed officially under phase one um mm-hmm. it, it was supposed to be part of the universe that was the one that had it was ed norton wasn't it I that think so, was yeah. playing uh, banner and um it just didn't work as a film so i i think you can't really put anything else as far as i'm concerned in that place it's the only film that can go in, uh, at the bottom of the list really because it's sort of even been disowned by the mcu so you know well, i think that what year did that come out was that 2008 as well that, that... was 2008 as well yeah because okay. i remember in i think it was 2006 there was a film just called hulk uh it's actually on netflix in the uk um if you search for like marvel films but that was one that i don't think incredible hulk is actually a sequel to that i'm not sure but i remember no, that, i remember no, just before was... that there was another hulk film as well yeah so. that was there was one with eric banner i think is the I uh who it was so uh yeah it was the original hulk film that was the ang lee one which really should have been much better than it was but that had a eric banner in the lead mm-hmm. um and uh i mean ar- arguably that was possibly even a better film the it was uh, twenty uh, two thousand and three that came out, but oh. arguably that was actually a better movie than than the Incredible Hulk was. But I mean, yeah, should have really worked. But you sort of pre MCU at that point, and you know that's not part of the 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 whole cinematic universe. So uh, yeah, Hulk was actually the Incredible Hulk was the second film after Iron Man mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, cinematic MCU, yeah the MCU. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my twenty second place. Twenty uh, first place, Thor: Dark World. I've put in there. Yep. Um, I you know I I think generally hailed as not one of the strongest films, certainly out of the Thor universe, and was massively inferior to the thing that came after it. I think uh, yeah. to the uh, movie that came after it. So yeah, I um I I think a lot of people will put that fairly low down. Um. Iron Man three, I have at number twenty. Okay, interesting. Um, f- uh, and Iron Man two, I have at number nineteen. I I was not a huge fan of those follow up Iron Man movies. 
Um, I, I, I just, I don't know why they just didn't connect with me particularly well. I think the story was a little bit all over the place on some of those. Um, yeah, so those are my lowest part of my list. Um, now, the next one, number 18, I have Captain Marvel. Um, and it's there more of a case of, I, I kind of went through and was like, do I like this more than this movie or do I like it more than this movie and started kind of comparing them and it slowly dropped down the list until it ended up at number 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's not that it's a particularly bad film when it was enjoyable enough. It's just, I liked a lot of the others a bit more and that was sort of how it ended up there. Um, number 17, I have Avengers age of Ultron. Um, and it kind of pains me to put a Joss Whedon movie that far down the list. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Just didn't work anywhere near as well as the first one, I don't think. And um, and I think the Russo brothers have done a infinitely stronger job on handling that universe since they kind of took over from, from Whedon as, as being kind of the main director of it. So yeah. Um, I like the elements of it and you know, I like sort of uh Ultron himself. I can't remember the name of the guy that voiced Ultron, but um uh, James Spader. James, James Spader, that's yeah. it. Name yeah. went out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I, I mean I, I love James Spader because uh, I love the blacklist and uh, you know, the it, so I thought he was very appropriate for that and he's creepy and weird and, and it's it's a wonderful kind of voicing of that character, but yeah for, i don't know just didn't quite hit properly that uh number 16 i have thor the original thor movie okay. which i really enjoyed at the time and but again i think that i love the direction that they went later on with thor and i think that character has evolved so much over the period so i don't think it's a bad film mm-hmm. i i just there were other things that i liked more i think um guardians of the galaxy volume two i have at number 15 did you do Uh, 16 sorry did you do 16 16 was thor okay all right 15 yeah so 15 guardians of the galaxy two um again it's it's more of a case of the first film i thought was a lot stronger than the second one um you know, there were some great moments in, in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, there were just films that I liked a little bit more than, than that in the list. Uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, I have at 14. Um, and the Ant-Man movies get kind of a, a, a bit of a bad rap, I think, from some people. And I don't quite understand like, why, but they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. People complain about them. You've got, you got Angelina Lilly and... Um paul rudd so yeah yeah and i think paul rudd is is fabulous in these and uh and she's in uh, 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 and uh, uh michael peña as well he's great uh, um, uh evangelina lily oh, was it evangelina lily it's yeah. evangelina lily. i think there was something wrong with that evangelina lily i thought he's uh he's uh was a great addition as well uh michael peña i he, i find absolutely hilarious um so yeah i i, I th- just thought that was a good expansion of the uh, of the first film. Um, I think the first film's probably better, but um, I yeah, th- I thought it was a nice expansion of it. Um, 
I think, as we said just before we came on air, there is a point where you get to the middle of this list, and you they're yeah. kind of interchangeable, you know. So there's there's movies that I have a same sort of feeling on coming up, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so Captain America: First Avenger, I have at thirteen. Uh, again, I it's more a case of the later films I thought were stronger and did more interesting things with Captain America, but it was a solid introduction to that character. Yeah. Um, I would say and, that about uh, both Thor and. Uh captain america because although tony stark changed yeah. as well like he didn't change as much i suppose as as cap and uh thor did especially thor like if you yes thor and then you look at ragnarok and, and yeah, yeah infinity war he's like a different character so yeah absolutely um so yeah i i do actually quite like that film and i thought they did a great job with it i just there were other things i like more mm-hmm. um doctor strange i have it 12 um again i i have very similar feelings to that of it was a solid enough film but um and and introduced some interesting things and new characters and uh, i thought bendit cumberbatch was was fabulous casting as dr strange but i liked other things more in the list uh 11 i have ant-man um just for the setup of of Ant-Man, Paul Rudd uh, introducing Michael Peña as as the sort of character that tells those wonderfully funny stories. And yeah, so, you know, I, I just like that film. Um, Black Panther, I have at 10, huh. which I know will be shocking to some people because uh, people hail that as a great film. I The biggest issue I have with Black Panther... It's, it's got problems, but yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, the biggest issue I have with Black Panther is it falls into the superhero trap of ending the movie with two people that are basically the same character on different sides beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. And it's lazy. It's lazy, lazy writing. I, I you know, and uh, it's the same thing that the, the Hulk movies did. And it was the same trap that a lot of the Hulk movies did. But you, you, there are so many of these films which result in a big battle at the end. You know, it builds to a big battle and they are basically two versions of of the same sort of equally powered character just mm. in a big fight and <laughs> that it, it's just I, that is like I, there were some great things in that and it did you know there were there were wonderful um bits to it and it was fabulous to see you know a majority african-american cast i think there are you know the way that they handled a lot of that stuff is is superb but the writing in it has some issues and you know i i would like to see more of that uh you know them sort of improve and build on that because i like the world as well i like wakanda and i you know but i it it's not as great a film as as people try to make out it is unfortunately (laughs) um so number nine i have captain america winter soldier which i think was the first russo film first russo brothers film i think can't remember um Certainly, it was the one where they really put their mark on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that's where you started seeing the direction that they were going in with stuff. Um, throughout some some very interesting bits with uh, the you know the background of the Winter Soldier, you got Sebastian Stan um, coming in there. I, I sort of it, it sort of started to set the direction of, of where things were, were going for a lot of the characters. So, mm-hmm. um, like that. Uh, number eight, I have the Avengers, the original or Avengers Assemble, as I believe it was called over here. So yeah, it had a different name or something over here for whatever reason. Yes, so. it, it had a different name over here because there had been a film 
called the Avengers out before, which was really awful. Um, had nothing to do with the Marvel characters. It was to do with the 60s TV show, and it was starred Ralph Fiennes, and it was terrible. Um, so uh, they changed it to Avengers Assemble over here because they thought people, for some reason, wouldn't know who the Avengers are, which seems utterly ridiculous at this point. But it, it you know, does, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, uh, I, I think you know that really has to be up there because it was sort of the end of phase one and it was the first time you saw that many superheroes together on screen uh, i you know uh, and it was funny and it was good writing and yeah i i plus enjoyed it, that plus they had that bit where uh you know they've kind of assembled for the first time the camera sp- spins around all, all of them or whatever yeah the, the camera goes around the group and they're all they're all doing yeah. their different poses and stuff so it's the first time you kind of saw that as well yeah so uh, it's very much iconic shots and and you know builds uh, you know there, there are stuff that even you know going forward like particularly for Iron Man uh, and Tony Stark there that that event and the events of that film clearly majorly affected that character throughout the rest of his you know life pretty much on yeah. in the mcu you know him get him sort of battling those those aliens that set that paranoid sort of track which ends up with him creating ultron and you know so it, it drives that character forward quite a lot so i i really like that um captain america civil war again uh just a solid movie it's a good team-up movie it's the introduction of spider-man to the uh, mcu um yeah i mean I, I think that for that alone, it deserves to be up in the top ten. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, the reintroduction of Spider-Man. Um, Tom Holland is is fabulous as that character. Uh, I like the fact that they didn't go through a full origin story for it. I, no, I like everybody the fact that it, knows that everybody. So. Yeah, it, they've done that like three or four times already. I like the fact that it just jumped straight in. Everybody knows who Spider-Man is, and they took that for granted. Uh, and you have this sort of absent father relationship with Tony Stark going on, um, and Tom Holland just nails that role so he, well. He and, does. He really does. Yeah. He really does well with it. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's why that will be up there. I, I run, rather suspect that Far From Home would be up there as well, had I seen it yet, which I haven't. So, mm-hmm. um, number five, I have Iron Man. Uh, the original Iron Man, purely because if it wasn't for that film, none of this would exist. Um, if that film had gone horribly wrong, if John Favreau had screwed that up, um, I you wouldn't have the rest of the mcu in the way that you have it now um that is the founding block of the entire mcu and uh it did a really solid job of it it was it was a sort of different approach to superheroes i think and uh, you know if if that didn't exist you wouldn't have the rest of the mcu so it has to be in the top five for me Mm -hmm. uh guardians of the galaxy i have at number four um this was a bunch of characters i knew nothing about and i actually saw this in manchester where i was up at i think play expo and i was looking around for things to go and watch one evening because i was i was there for a whole weekend and i was like i think i went and saw something else first i actually watched two movies in the same evening saw something else and i was like 
Ah, uh, well, I don't know. I'll go and see Guardians. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about these characters. I know it's part of the MCU, but um, but I'll go and watch it. And absolutely adored it i i just thought the direction was great i thought the humor was fabulous um i mean it's it's a film with a talking tree in it for god's sake what (laughs) you know and a talking raccoon and a tree that just says i am groot i mean uh, just amazing direction from james gunn isn't it funny that they isn't it vin diesel that does uh yes it's vin diesel I think it's Vin Diesel that yeah. just grew. And I think still was doing the voice for teen groups and they just changed it, hmm. you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, in terms of voice work and stuff, you don't even need somebody of that high, like celebrity no, no, to, no, to, to just say those lines, that, that one sort of line over and over again, but, uh, they did it. So, um, yeah. And just, it was cast so wonderfully. Chris Pratt is great. Uh, Zoe Salander's great. Bradley Cooper is wonderful doing the voice for, for rocket. Um, Dave Bautista is absolutely fabulous in that film. Um, yeah, I, I just I think it was so well cast, so well put together, brilliant direction. Had lovely little Easter eggs like throwing up the Howard the Duck thing, and mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, it just just really wonderfully put together. He, he's getting a uh, Hulu TV series, isn't he? Howard the, uh, the Duck uh, animated series, yeah, yes, animated uh, one, yeah, from Kevin Smith. Um, the man behind Jay and Silent Bob and all that sort of stuff. He's he's behind the animated Howard the Duck series, I seem to remember. Uh, so, yes, that's coming. My number three film is Thor Ragnarok. Um, I, I thought this was a stunning change of direction for Thor after, you know, as we mentioned, the other Thor movies, you know, one's at 21 and, and where did I put the other one? One's at 16. So, you know... This, I thought, was a fabulous change of direction. It sort of takes some of the Planet Hulk storyline. Um, it puts Thor out into space. You've got um, a much larger comedy angle to Thor, changes the character quite dramatically. Um, I, the, the moment when he meets Hulk on that, I thought was brilliant. I like the version of Hulk in that of of him wanting to be um you know him sort of staying as the hulk character and the hulk sort of becoming not just a kind of big grunting monster but actually having a bit more intelligence as well which we then see sort of that built on in the in the next few movies um yeah i i just i like everything they did with it and i i thought it was funny different original Takita uh, to is is just genius and uh i yeah i'm very much looking forward to seeing the uh the sequel the thor love and thunder film as well because i want to see what he does with that but i thought it was just it really really injected some life back into that bit of the franchise and i i thoroughly enjoyed that film especially after something like thor the dark world which was like this yeah really trudging right yes (laughs) that sort of thing uh so i think inevitably the top two films uh second i have infinity war and first i have endgame uh mm-hmm. and i you know they are the culmination of the entire thing and i i don't know what else you could put two or one for me i it's it it is where the entire first four phases of or three phases whatever it is of of the franchise has been heading towards um it's the culmination of everything 
that they really i mean i put them at two and one but i mean they're based ba- both basically one because they are two halves of one film essentially yeah. yeah um but just the snap with them losing at the end of the first film and then the second film you get that incredible shot of everybody coming back you've got characters that are gone now from the marvel universe entirely uh you've got it's setting things up to spin off in all sorts of different directions uh it was it was a really solid culmination of 10 years of work or over 10 years of work basically um so yeah i i think that has to be the number two and number one movies for me cool nice um i think we'll we'll have a bigger sort of overall discussion once i read my list i think um Mm. then we can kind of compare where we've put uh, different things so i think what we do what we'll do here is uh, take a break let you know what else we've been doing we'll come back and then i'll read my list so we'll see you in a minute today's sponsor is kualu if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to kualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with kualu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, a couple of more discussion podcast pieces. Yesterday, I think I did this yesterday, no, two days ago, <laughs> uh, I did a podcast about Netflix and their 13 episode seasons, which you'd often hear the phrase, hey, that season was great, but it had three episodes too many, and I think Marvel <laughs> Netflix is a prime example of that. Uh, yep. Lots of other shows as well, they have a lot of uh, 13 episode uh, seasons, so I discussed that and kind of comparing it to like you know Amazon, Hulu, HBO, all the other streaming services that are out there. Um, a couple of changes to the the menu for the website. Not the design itself, just the the category sort of menu. Uh, there's an on air TV menu. There's a more and other menu, and there's an off air TV menu. I've got little descriptions in each of them of what they are. Uh, I think the on air and off air TV are fairly uh, easy to understand. You know, when the show goes off air, I'll put it in the in that section, and then when something comes back, so like when Good Place or Walking Dead or whatever comes back, I'll simply move it to that section. Um, so instead of having like the bigger extended menu on the website, you'll just be able to click in there and all of them will be listed. So uh, I've moved a couple of things around as well, but um, yeah, if you guys like the menu, if you don't, let me know and uh, we'll see wh- where we go from there. The more and other stuff is more sort of um, things like the United cast and the chat podcast and superheroes and those sorts of other little categories that don't quite fit necessarily under certain things. So if you don't see something in the main or in the other bits of the menu, it's more than likely in the more and other section as well. And given the fact that we do uh, a lot of Netflix stuff, some Netflix categories in there as well, so some other stuff is, has been put in there. Uh, speaking of Amazon and stuff like that, I did two season reviews, ones for The Boys on uh, Amazon, uh, called Spoiler Free and Spoiler Split. I did one for Hannah, which gave me the uh, 24 Jack Ryan 
uh, scratch, scratch that sort of itch, uh, gave me that sort of fix, I suppose. Um, and I think Jack Ryan's coming back sort of soon. They did a, a did a teaser trailer, didn't they? Yeah, uh, earlier um, this week or at the weekend, or they they annoyingly still won't release a date for it, yes. but it is coming back last fairly year, soon. Last year it was in August because I remember that's when we did the podcast. So we'll see if it still happens in August, and then we'll take things from there. But yeah, season one of both the boys and Hannah, I've reviewed both of them as well. Uh, and if you haven't started the boys yet, or if even if you had, there's a 101 and 102 impressions. So the first two episodes, spoiler-free impressions. Uh, if you haven't started the show, uh, last week me and Robert did another Q and A. Uh, podcasting so thanks everybody who sent in some more questions we did some more personal questions on this one as well uh, and did some pop culture ones as well so uh, there's two of those you can go and listen to uh, if you search for Q&A on the website um, I should probably make that a category as well and put that in more and other um, but yeah if you search for Q&A on the website you should be able to find both of those and I think I linked the um, first Q&A in the second Q&A podcast so you can find them both there uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we discussed Disney, and they're doing some more Monopoly stuff, or they might be, because uh, they're apparently looking to acquire Activision Blizzard, uh, which is the merger between uh, Activision and Blizzard. They still sort of publish games independently sometimes. It is a bit of a weird situation. Um, but one of the investors from Disney said, hey, we'd like to get into gaming. How about if we buy uh, Disney, sorry, Activision Blizzard, uh, which contains some important properties. Uh, HBO stuff, I reviewed Big Little Lies Season 2, again, spoiler-free, spoiler split, Uh, and that's what we've been doing roughly on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms, and if you want to know when your favourite shows are coming back, or if they're renewed or cancelled or cast updates, any of that sort of stuff, uh, David does that on geektown.co.uk and on Geektown Radio on uh, podcast platforms, so have a look out for that. Of course, this week's episode is out, so you can go and check that out with uh, Bex when you talked about MCM. Was it MCM Comic Con? Yes, yeah. yeah, MCM Manchester. Also have an interview on there with uh, David Mazous from Gotham, because um, even though he spells it David, it's apparently David. Okay. <laughs> or as, I, as somebody commented, if he if he's in Manchester, it'd be Dave. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's all the stuff you can go and check out as well. Uh, let's get into my list. 23 films here. Thought of Dark World is the first one, uh, or the last one, I suppose, um, at 23. Uh, again, like we said, just was a dull kind of sequel that didn't have a whole amount of life in it. Um, was that the last one that Natalie Portman's character was in? Was that the last time we properly uh, Yes, I think it her? probably... Yeah, last time we properly saw her, other than her popping up on a screen, I think. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that's that one. Um, 22 and The Incredible Hulk, again, just like one of those earlier sort of films that just didn't quite sort of work out. And um, yeah, that's at number 22. Number 21, this is where our list really start to get a bit different. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny as you're reading your list and I was like, nope, got that in a different position or whatever. So uh, number 21, Ant-Man. Um, it's just because um, I just don't, I didn't find the character of Ant-Man on his own as interesting as when he's with certain other characters, because uh, obviously I've got Ant-Man and the Wasp higher on this list. Um, yeah. But yeah, just didn't find him as interesting, and then when they said, hey, Ant-Man is going to have Ant-Man and the Wasp for the sequel, uh, I thought, hey, that's kind of a bit more interesting to me, and then uh, you know, you've got Evangeline Lilly in there, I thought, okay, she's cool and she was from Lost and everything, so that all kind of worked out a lot better, but I don't know, it, it just didn't really click for me in the same kind of way but i know a lot of people like it that doesn't mean i don't like ant-man the character i really like him i just think he's better with other characters to kind of bounce off as well so 
Mm. Uh, number 20, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, just really kind of had the some of the earlier stuff and they hadn't really had that. I suppose they haven't really had that chance to develop him as much as they had in you know, some of the other films. Because again, like we said with uh, Captain America and with Thor, they really kind of developed and changed them into much more interesting characters uh, later on. So um, yeah, that was that. Um, number 19 is going to be Thor Ragnarok. Um, I did like the change that they made to him, but I just... I don't. F- I still don't find Thor quite as interesting as like some of the other characters in the MCU. I appreciate the like comedic change they made, and granted, even though I've got Thor Ragnarok quite quite low on the list, um, with his character's change, it kind of made. Because if you if you think about the character he was in Thor and in the Dark World, if you put that character in Infinity War and Endgame, the the comedy in those two films just doesn't work any nearly as nearly as well. So, uh, like the stuff with the swapping hammers with um with Captain America and stuff. That stuff wouldn't work nearly as well. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciated the comedic change and um, so that's kind of why I got it down there and stuff. Uh, number 18, Thor. I just remember enjoying it the most out of the the, the three Thor films. Um, I thought Natalie Portman was a, a good kind of addition in there at the start uh, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I remember when I, was, when I was thinking back to some of these films in the list because obviously it's been a little bit since we've seen some of these um that's just the one that came to the top of my mind when i thought of uh thor as the character so uh that's at number 18 number 17 is iron man um i do agree with what you said like you know if we if this if iron man wasn't a success in the same way that you know if arrow season one wasn't a success you probably wouldn't have the Arrowverse. yeah um but yeah thor uh iron man sorry um yeah just one of the kind of earlier films where again you had things very sort of uh basic and sort of bare bones in that way i know that was because it was you know the start of the mcu and you have to you build off basically from tony stark from iron man but uh it was just kind of a bit a uh, bit more empty than some of the other uh mcu films i suppose but hey it led to the universe we got today so uh, we can appreciate it for that number 16 captain marvel uh again this was the section where you get to sort of between 13 and 16 that was the gap that i had left at the end and i was like huh i've got these sort of there was four films i had left and i just sort of sorted them out into Mm. the order between them four uh because you said sort of the same thing once you get to sort of the middle of this list it's like okay some of these are similar in quality to some of the others so you have to figure out sort of okay which one do you like more than than some of the others so um yeah captain marvel number 16 um was cool to have her introduced i didn't know much about the character but uh, that's a number 16. Number 15, uh, Black Panther. Um, one of the reasons I've got it above Captain Marvel, um, I really like the sort of technology stuff that they did in, in Black Panther, like with yeah. the, the invisible car and stuff, and the stuff with uh, Sherry, and then you've got um, Denai Guerrero in there. She's really great. Obviously, she's going to be sort of long-term MCU character because she's leaving the world of zombies this year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Black Panther really enjoyed it. Um, and again, like like you kind of said, it does have some writing problems. It does have some uh, some issues that kind of block it from going higher up, I suppose. Uh, number fourteen, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and I got it. I got it next to Guardians of the Galaxy two in uh, at number thirteen. Um, but I've got Guardians two higher on the list. Hmm. Um, I don't know. They're both kind of equal to me, but then as I kind of got down to things, uh, or or like sort of thought about the two films i rem- i just remember finding guardians of the galaxy 2 maybe more funnier i i suppose and i remember like the start of the se- start of the um film really well like the start sequence with a group kind of dancing around and you've got 
Uh, I think they're all trying to kill this like big monster right at the start of Guardians 2. Really, really like that stuff. I like what they yes. did with uh, Yondu and everything. Um, and yeah, that's just sort of how that went with uh, Guardians 1 and 2. Uh, number 12, Iron Man 2. Um, I just remember liking it more than what some other people did. Like Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3, I just remember liking them more than, than other people did. Um, yeah, it int- didn't, didn't this introduce uh, Rhodey for the first time? In, uh, uh, ah, in no, Rhodey was in, I think Rhodey was in the first one. It just wasn't, um, it, it was a different person playing Rhodey. Oh, okay. All right. um, it was one of those rare occasions when they. I think it introduced War Machine, yes, but okay. um, it it was uh, uh, the guy from Empire, yeah, that played him in the first one. Um, where Terence Howard played played Rhodey in the first one. Apparently, there were some arguments behind the scenes, and that ended up with him getting replaced. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which he was not happy about. I seem to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yes, that, so it was the first time I think we saw War Machine. Yeah, uh, as a as a character. Yeah, that's uh, Don Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah, yeah, Don yeah. Cheadle was um, the replacement. Introduced him, I suppose, and uh, he's been great ever since in the MCU. Bit one of the sort of more side characters, but he's been a great sort of companion character, I suppose, to uh, to other people, and specifically in Iron Man Two to Iron Man himself. Um, and yeah, seeing those two kind of team up and fight in Iron Man Two, I remember really really enjoying that. So. Uh, number eleven, Doctor Strange. Really like Benedict uh, Cumberbatch as uh, as Doctor Strange. Um, I think they've done some really cool like magic stuff with him in uh, in a lot of his films. And um, yeah, it was a really kind of good, like solid, really good introduction to that character himself. And uh, yeah, good way to introduce uh, Benedict Cumberbatch himself. There's some people that don't quite like it so much, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it just brought something almost um, a bit different as well to the MCU. Mm. A bit more sort of yeah. magic stuff as opposed to people in suits and, and stuff like that i mean he's still got a suit on but you know what i mean yeah um yeah one of those sorts of characters uh number 10 ant-man and the wasp uh just like i said i think that just adding characters with ant-man has always worked better for me um and just it, it sort of again for me it kind of just pushes the ant-man character further because he's got more he's got more main characters as well to sort of bounce off of and in this one he's got the wasp uh to do that with and you know in infinity war and Endgame, he's got 20 plus characters to do that with and uh yeah it kind of pushed the character forward for me a bit um and like i said paul rudd's always been really great as him so yeah uh, that was a great introduction and 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 uh, evangeline lily uh that was a great introduction for her into the, the mcu and the first neither thing, of us can say her name no, <laughs> no, neither of us can um i haven't i hadn't seen her in anything between this and lost i'm guessing she's been in stuff because lost finished in 2010 uh and this came out in what 2016 or something um, yeah. it, it, it'd been like five or six years since we'd seen her and it was like, huh, is that woman from Lost who I, I, who I quite liked. So, uh, that was great. Number nine, Iron Man three. I think it's just really underrated. I think it's just got, it's got a lot of criticism. And when a lot of people talk about, you know, the worst films of the MCU, uh, things like obviously Thor, the dark world. Um, cause, cause to me, when someone mentions Thor, the dark world with something like Iron Man three, I just like, I, I just see such a difference between those two films. Uh, and like I said, it's it's more of like a looking back on on the films as a memory sort of thing because obviously we uh, haven't seen some of these for a little bit, but I just remember really enjoying it. And it had that really, I remember it had that really cool sequence towards the end where he's like calling on these different suits and he's got these like suits yeah. that are fighting with him. I just found all that stuff really really great. So 
um, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed Iron Man 3. So, I know it's not a popular opinion, but it's my one. So, uh, number 8, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Again, like I've kind of, like we've sort of said in, in this podcast already, just pushed that character forward and introduced uh, Bucky, of course. And, um, that for me, that's probably got some of the most memorable fight scenes in the entire MCU. I mean, if you go back and look at some of those fight scenes, which I've seen clips of since that film's come out, like some people will use that as like a benchmark for fight scenes in uh, the MCU, which is really, really phenomenal to watch them two sort of fight each other. And then I think, is there the bit where like Cap throws his shield at Bucky and he sort of just catches it? Yeah, or and he catches yeah. it. And And isn't that the one with the elevator fight sequence as well or is that in civil war i can't remember but um i, I know what you're talking about i think but i can't remember which, which whether that was in winter soldier or civil war i think where it in civil war it may be i'm not sure because it, it's it's related to the hydra thing isn't it so that's what makes me think it's maybe in winter soldier mm-hmm. but um i i uh, they kind of blend a little those two movies <laughs> of places so i can't quite remember right uh, yeah, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, really great sequel, and uh, pushed that character forward and introduced a new one. Uh, number seven, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home might surprise some of you that you know Spider-Man's my favorite, not just my favorite Marvel character, but my favorite superhero up there with like Batman and the Flash at the moment. Um, yeah, it just didn't have that same Spider-Man charm and feel to it. Right. To me, uh, it was still a great Spider-Man film, and um, I still enjoyed it for those bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, that having that feeling at least to me taken away a bit more really like subtracted from the experience of a spider-man film because i just remember coming out from home homecoming and thinking like tom holland i mean tom holland's great in this as well but like he really kind of i don't know it didn't it just didn't have that same type of charm in a far from home and it took away a little bit for me so um yeah and as i just kept adding things to the first to the first through to the sixth it just sort of kept getting bumped down so right yeah uh, it's a bit unfortunate but uh, obviously spider-man homecoming is uh, higher up on the list of course number six avengers um kind of like what you said you know it's the first time we get to see these guys or the, the main avengers at least uh teaming up for the first time and it's got that camera shot that i talked about earlier uh which you see in uh endgame so um that was a great sort of call back to all that stuff as well um and yeah just after we've had all of the proper uh assemble assembly i guess of all of these characters and ha- them having their individual films and stuff um was great to just you know you introduce iron man and cap and thor and some of the other characters and then you just have them all team up it was really really fantastic to sort of see that for the first time um number five captain america civil war um it's in the same i suppose breath as like an avengers film but it's not um yeah you know it, it was interesting when like some, some of the people that don't know as much about the mcu was like oh is this like another avengers film because i guess you know they saw the trailers and saw all of them in the in the same film um because it kind of well it isn't really an avengers film it's a it's a civil war film but uh yeah, like you said, introduce Spider-Man again to the MCU after we'd have some, had some very average films. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man uh, introduced, like, you know, more of a young adult teenager guy to play him, which I definitely appreciated a lot more. Um, and, uh, yeah, also, didn't that introduce Black Panther as well? I think it did. Yes, I think it did. Yeah, and then that, of course, you know, that, that film... You know, as much as I was already excited to see Spider-Man come back, because obviously what I've just explained, him being my favourite superhero, it was cool to see, you know, I didn't know that much about Black Panther and having him introduced and then getting the interest there. And then I thought like, oh, can't wait to see Black Panther, the uh, the solo film. So, yeah, 
it was great for that as well. Plus, you know, you got the airport fight scene, and that's really well done. So yes, yeah, yeah. Number four, Avengers: Age of Ultron. I think this film's really underrated. Again, in in the same boat as Iron Man three. Um, I remember really, really enjoying the character of Ultron himself with the whole you know robotic thing going on. James Spader did a really, really great job, and it kind of really set the stage for you know um, Tony Stark's mistake. You know, you know having um, yeah. You know, oh, Tony, you shouldn't have built this AI machine. And now, hey, look, Tony, this thing is now trying to kill us. So, um, and then Tony trying to, like, I guess, work his way out of it or whatever. Plus, you've got the, um, isn't that the scene where you have the, the hammer lifting stuff where everybody tries to yes. do that? Yeah, yeah. it and is. That, that was, was quite funny. Yes. Yeah, that was really great. But, yeah, I just think it's just really underrated. So, um, yeah, and H- Ultron's a really, really good addition to me. So, uh, jumping into the top three, if... These top three aren't so obvious. <laughs> uh, number three, Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, does yeah. the proper proper full introduction. You know, he was introduced in Civil War, but uh, didn't have obviously quite as much screen time because you got a dozen characters well, in there. Yeah, everybody else, yes. Yeah. So this, the proper reintroduction reintroduction to Spider-Man, which I was so excited for at the time, and it really really delivered. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember just walking out of the film and being like, "That's the Spider-Man that I want. That's my Spider-Man. Yeah. Tom Holland is my Spider-Man." Because um, some people, you know, some people look back through the, the Superman, people, people that have played Superman and Batman, and they often say, that's my Superman or that's my Batman. I know there hasn't been quite as many Spider-Men in the past, but um, Tom Holland at the moment is my Spider-Man, uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he's going to be in the MCU for a long, long time, hopefully. So I unless, suspect and, so, yeah. Unless Sony messes something up. Um, but yeah, my Spider-Man came back, and uh, I was thoroughly, thoroughly happy with that. Uh, number two, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, like you said, the build-up of... This is kind of the extended sort of build-up of uh, the combination of everything we've been building to. The full... Again, like the full introduction of Thanos. We'd seen him in post credit scenes and stuff. Um, I really like the post credit scene with him. We're in... I think it's at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. When he picks up the gauntlet for the first like, time. Oh, I'll do it myself. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it myself. Really, really like that stuff. I know that's not quite... Uh, as connected to, uh, I mean, it is connected to Infinity War, uh, yeah. and then you've got the stuff when he's like turning around in the chair and everything, and then he says something else there. But yeah, I'll always specifically remember him picking up the glove or the gauntlet and just like I'll do this myself, leading into Infinity War, which is number two on my list. Um, yeah, just seeing him fully, I suppose, uh, for the first time uh, in the whole film um, was really, really fantastic. So that was great, and then of course number one to cap it off. Uh, Avengers Endgame. It's funny because that's not actually the end of Phase 3. The end of Phase 3 is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. But, you know, it feels like the sort of concluding part of this Infinity Saga where, you know, everything gets kind of concluded in that way. Um, And again, it concludes that and sets the stage for, okay, who's who's alive, who's dead, and who's going going and doing what after that, which, of course, is going to lead into things like, you know, things like um, where the shield ends up and stuff like that. And that's setting up, well, uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series and then that's going to lead into that so it was a great way to sort of conclude the Infinity Saga in a way and then set up like what's next, who's still around, who's doing what so a uh, really really phenomenal film so yeah that's my uh, number 23 uh, number, n- number one sorry <laughs> number 23 yes. <laughs> yeah uh, that's my 23 films ranking for the MCU uh, is there anything you're particularly surprised at? I know some of the ones at the bottom you was quite surprised at like Ant-Man and stuff from the... yeah i mean the biggest the biggest difference probably <laughs> would be the positions of ant-man of of iron man and age of ultron i think yeah are probably the um 
I maybe I need to go watch Age of Ultron again and see if I change my opinion on it. But um, yeah, certainly those Iron Man films. Um, I, I I did like that final sequence of uh, the Iron Man three. The biggest problem I have with that final sequence in Iron Man three is it was great and it was fabulous, but he doesn't hang up the suit. The next time you see him, he's back in the suit again, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's like you know he didn't he, he in no way did because that was supposed to be I'm giving all this up and destroys all the suits and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you see him again in the next film, and which I think was Civil War, maybe the next time you see him. And he's back in the suit, and and nothing really has changed. You know, clearly he's got all these suits back, and or you know, or at least got some of the suits back. And yeah, so it, it's I I, I think it, I don't know. I I think the fact that that they didn't kind of continue that plot line mm-hmm. anywhere it just well obviously he's still iron man so he's putting everything you know so he just turns turn around and puts everything back on again despite the fact that they made this big thing about oh he's not iron man anymore mm-hmm. so yeah i i think that's one of the reasons why i put it so low um because i think even at the time when i was watching it it was fairly apparent was well he's still contracted for other films so clearly that's not the end <laughs> of iron man and and then they they kind of didn't address it really i mean it's it's maybe mentioned in passing but it certainly i always felt that it should have been a much bigger thing to to kind of bring up after they made this whole big finale of that film of being i'm destroying all all the suits so yeah that that's why i had a, a a bigger issue with that i think than uh than i thought and and the second iron man i just it's kind of forgettable to me. I don't remember a huge amount mm-hmm. from that film. So um, I was surprised to see those higher up. Yeah, I think the four, probably two other people, to uh, the most surprising choices from my list is probably uh, Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, Ant-Man and Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I know a lot of people yeah, either, I was, either really don't yeah. like two of those and really like the other two. So, Yes, I think the thing with Ragnarok was the fact that there was a lot of comedy in that, and it did mm-hmm. turn Thor into a bit more of a comedic character. And I rather liked what they did with it. Um, I, yeah, but I, I know so that gr- rubbed some people up the wrong way. So you know, I mean, to me, you know, like I said with that man, I like him with other characters, uh, and like with Thor Ragnarok, because um, again, if you hadn't had that change with Thor. Uh, he wouldn't be nearly as interesting in in the later films, um, but yeah, the, with those two kind of characters specifically with Ant Man and Thor, I like seeing them more with other characters, um, like yeah. what we see in in Avengers and some of the other films, like in uh, you know Age of Ultron and whatnot. Um, I mean, uh, Civil War. So um, yeah, I so yeah when you yeah when you sort of reading out uh, like you had certain other films a lot lower like age of ultron and um what was the other one you had like iron man 2 and 3 you had uh, a lot lower than me um it, it's interesting when you were reading out your list f- first and you know i was sort of rem- remembering where i'd put in certain films higher uh and then thinking about my list so um but i think i think overall you could definitely say infinite war and endgame are, are the top two so, yes yeah. yeah um yeah where did you put homecoming spider-man homecoming uh homecoming i had at number six so it was reasonably high where did you put it uh number three so yeah um, well I, I kind of guessed that would probably be, be the case mm-hmm. for you because you're such a spider-man fan so right. you know yeah. and and i mean you know i 
I do really, really like that film, and I do think he's the best Spider-Man we've had so far. Um, yeah. I just, the, yeah, I put, I think I put Iron Man, Guardians, and Thor higher than that. So, I mean, if you think about it, um, Civil War is almost like a little teaser thing for both Black Panther and for Spider-Man to be like, hey, yes, these two characters is. are going to be in here. But there's a dozen other characters fighting each other, but you'll see them later in their own film. So I thought I thought that was, in terms of setting up characters and stuff in in more of a way that I enjoyed. That was probably the best section that they'd done that, um, like those two being introduced in Civil War and then having their own films. So, um, but yeah, after having you know, the, I I think most people would agree that the Tobey Maguire films are better than the Andrew Garfield ones. But after coming away from specifically the Andrew Garfield ones and then be like what's happening with with my favorite superhero with spider-man and then you get the news about you know sony and marvel striking this deal and then homecoming uh coming around so um yeah for me that was you know the proper uh comeback for spider-man so yeah um, yeah i mean actually i didn't mind those andrew garfield films um i i rather like those and certainly i would say they were better than i than um the third toby Maguire movie which was terrible yeah um so you know and i i as spider-man i would actually prefer i preferred andrew garfield to toby Maguire. so mm-hmm. yeah you know i i thought he did a good job of that but uh yeah definitely i think they've actually got it right this time mm-hmm. where did you put dark world again uh, Dark World. I was I was at twenty one. I put it slightly above Incredible Hulk. Okay, so um, you, you swapped them around in in yeah. my list basically. Um, yeah, I had Dark World at the bottom. Um, from most people, most lists that I've seen uh, that done in this sort of way, um, specifically like Collider did a did a list a little while ago. I think everybody in that panel because it was like four of them or whatever. Um, they all had uh, Dark World right at the bottom. So um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And not not quite a, a memorable memorable film. So, yeah. Um, what about wait, wait, which one did you have higher out of uh, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp? I had uh, Ant Man higher actually. I, I I but I do get what you're saying about him working better better when there are other characters to bounce off. I think that mm-hmm. is that is a fair point. Um, I overall I just think I enjoyed Ant Man slightly more than I did with the second movie. Although uh, there's I mean, the, I, I've got one at fourteen, and I've got Ant Man and Wasp at fourteen, Ant Man at eleven. But it's in that middle section where I, a lot of those films are fairly similar in the way I feel about them. They could very much be kind of you know eleven and twelve because I got Doctor Strange in the first of it and Captain America: First Avenger in between them. But in in actual fact those four can kind of be in any particular order i think i i enjoyed them pretty much equally mm-hmm. so um yeah i i mean i i wouldn't necessarily rank one lower than the other they're they're just i mean although having said that we have to rank them but i mean <laughs> i i think with those films if i was doing this on a different day they may be in a slightly different order um I, there really is so little to pick between them in terms of how much i like them or didn't like them i you know they, they once you get into the middle of the list it's very difficult to to kind of decide it's just sort of what i feel like on the day i think mm-hmm. yeah so my actual um i want to talk about that as well like the ranking process i sort of started from uh number one and then went that down down to about number 11 that's where i was like okay i know dr strange is in 
sort of well it's just it's just outside of the top 10 but I knew that was like one of my more uh, favorite ones and then when I got to sort of 12 to when I got to number 12 and then I was looking at the uh, list of films I was like I have no idea what to pick next so then I went down to the bottom and was like okay Thor Dark World and then worked my way up and then I had like I said I think it was slots uh, 12 to 15 and that that was when I had um uh, Iron Man 2, Guardians 1 and 2, uh, and then Black Panther, and then I sort of just slotted those in as, like, I sort of almost ranked those four on their own, and then just sorted them out, uh, all together, because uh, on any day I kind of like them as much as each other, but I, I do think, in, in terms of Black Panther and Captain Marvel, I do definitely think I like, uh, Black Panther more, just because the, the technology stuff's really cool in that film, um, uh, and, I mean, they both kind of got their problems and stuff, but, uh, the technology is just a, a little bit more interesting to me. Um, yeah. So, any other surprises from my list that you can think of? Uh, no. I mean, I you know, I think the the top three were pretty inevitable out of out mm-hmm. of your list, and you know, um, the, the the I think those were the only ones that really stood out to me. Um, I and I, in actual fact, I mean, once you get into the middle of the list and towards the top of the list, apart from the odd one or two films, they they're not too dissimilar actually mm-hmm. yeah they may be in slightly different orders but as we said you get to sort of that middle of the list and they really fairly interchangeable yeah um, kind of blending the one. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah we certainly agreed at, at the top end at the bottom end it's just as you get sort of into that middle bit it it becomes a bit more sort of they're, they're the same sort of films but in a slightly different order but as mm-hmm. i said on a different day i might pick them in a slightly different way so the other thing I'll say as well is, because what I said about Ant-Man and, and Thor, they're kind of a bit more interesting when they have other characters around them. I think if they had done more individual Hulk films, I think that would have had kind of the same effect to me. That's it. Again, I don't yeah. dislike one, any of those three characters. I just prefer when one of those three is with uh, another character, which did help Ragnarok a bit more, although I guess it still did come fairly low on my list. But um, yeah, I think because they had the issue with Paramount, didn't they, with uh, doing... A Hulk trilogy or something, and then they they I remember Mark Ruffalo because I was watching an interview with him, and they said, "Hey, we kind of just slotted some of that stuff into Ragnarok and and some of the other films." And then he mm. he made this joke about like, "Screw you, Paramount, we did it anyway, we did it anyway." Yeah, uh, yeah, and I I think it is that issue with Hulk is Hulk's a very different, a very difficult character to deal with as a solo thing, particularly yeah. if you're portraying him as you know big monster that that. Is, is sort of mindless and just destroys things um because the moment at that point he turns into hulk hulk becomes less interesting and you're very much relying on the people around him and if the people around him are kind of secondary characters and it, it it doesn't work as well which is is why i think that is probably the best use of hulk we've seen so far in in thor ragnarok um, because it makes Hulk a far more interesting character, and that sort of leads across into Infinity War, and and you get to see a much more rounded character at the start of Infinity War, and the fact that you know Hulk then gets scared and won't come out, and you know so there's there's that sort of stuff going on. It, it was the way they've they've handled Hulk with Mark Ruffalo works infinitely better than anything they've tried before. I think Hulk as an individual movie. He's very, very, very difficult to do um, because he's not interesting enough on his own. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, um, 
Transformers-esque where you have like this big <laughs> thing that's smashing stuff up, which is one of the, you know, not to say that <laughs> Hulk is as bad as those Transformers films, um, but it's got that same kind of thing well like, okay you've got your you've got your most attractive piece in the film which i think most people would, you know in transformers if if you look at their most attractive thing it's probably the transformers themselves and then if you look at you know a hulk film what does he do when he's turned into the hulk that's what he's doing it is the same type of thing but then the character of bruce banner himself is a lot more interesting than well most things you'd probably see in transformers yeah um but yeah do you know what but, i mean it's got the same kind of smashy sort of yeah and thing. that's sort of the problem is you're either watching a sort of nerdy scientist on his own or you're watching big green destructive monster and and neither of those things necessarily on their own work particularly well and make for an interesting film you need interesting characters around him and that's where they've struggled to the past which is why i think sticking in with thor and ragnarok worked really well um you know but because you've then got you know a, a version of hulk that can have conversations with somebody and it's they have this sort of buddy cop friendship kind of thing going on you know it's it's got that sort of buddy movie thing happening and and i think that's why that works so well and it's the best version of hulk we've seen um and it's also the same reason why I think it would have been a mistake to do a solo Hulk movie. I think it works much better in, you know, as you're saying, some characters work better when you stick them with somebody else. And I think that's a really good example of it. Yeah. Do you know what they should do now? Now, now that we pointed out like Hulk, Ant-Man and Thor as those kind of examples, or if you do a film with those three and then you take out all the, yeah. all the problems with that. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if there's anything else we need to necessarily uh discuss when would we do this again i guess at the end of phase three um like if we well, do this the end, of, well, end of phase four when phase, it four, sorry, yeah. phase four anything particularly exciting you got coming up for from the phase four movies um i mean we talked about it on uh the podcast with robert and then we did uh i went i went through that with you on uh last week's geek yeah Town. so yeah, yeah we did it on geek town but yeah. so, so um I did that twice yeah, yeah. uh um, uh, yeah, as I, th- I think I said before, the Phase Four movies are interesting. They do feel a little bit like they're treading water until they can actually get the uh, mutants and Fantastic Four in. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's, it's still in, just too early to do that stuff. So presumably in Phase Five that will be, but um, yeah, uh, I, and and the other thing is, I'm not sure of the direction that they're heading in with this hopefully that will reveal itself in the post credit scenes but um it, it's very difficult because right, we've got those as well that can set up other stuff y- yeah, yeah it's very difficult to see exactly where they're going with this random selection of films that they've got coming up so i mean do you think it's possible that because thor love and thunder is one of the furthest ones out isn't it if mm. you had like i don't know if this would make sense in terms of the character of, or th- or thor but if you had one of those later films in that list and you had like blade show up in the post credits thing i, I don't Maybe. know because we already know he's on the way um whereas like it, it's kind of like with uh with thanos how they perfectly kind of set him up through press post credit scenes where we knew he was on the way but we didn't know kind of when until infinity war was was sort of announced um and like i said you've got uh, one of my fo- uh, most favorite post credit scenes which is with the uh, him picking up the gauntlet um and you'll probably do some more. I mean, eventually you're going to have to lead up to the next big Thanos type character because although you're going to have villains in, you know, Eternals and Shang Chi, yeah, yeah. you're going to have villains there. But 
Um, because I think it's probably going to be another, what, like, five years or so, maybe, until we see the next, like, Thanos-type character. Um, well, I mean, because, I get... Because I guess Love what and Thunder, the... Thor Love yeah. and Thunder is planned for the end of 2021. That just seems a bit too soon to have the next, like, big yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be a while before we see the next big bad in there. Um, I guess one of the things they're going to end up building towards is a new Avengers team, but... Yeah. Um... I can't see Blade being part of a new Avengers team. Thor, possibly. <laughs> Doctor Strange, probably. Shang-Chi, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you've still got Falcon Winter Soldier around. You've still got potentially Hawkeye around and, uh, you know, Wanda and Vision. And, you know, so that they're because they're, they're still kicking around for the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pretend, there is some potential, but. I, it's missing and you've and of course you've got new characters like captain marvel about uh and they have said the next avengers will probably be a whole new lineup from what we've seen as the avengers before which is fine because that's what happens in the comic books as well um and you could still rope spider-man in across as well uh, you know i'm but i i think there was a sort of it was more obvious you know you knew like with phase one you knew that they were getting to the avengers and then throughout phase two, you knew they were heading towards Thanos. And that was sort of phase two of phase three. It, it's very difficult with the point they're at now to see where this is going to go with the random selection of characters that they've picked out, like the Eternals and, you know, Shang-Chi. And, you know, those are the sort of and Blade, obviously. It, it's just difficult to see a direction at the moment. So uh, I'm intrigued. We have got this sort of multiverse thing coming up, you know, because Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is the next Doctor Strange movie, and that supposedly involves um, Wanda and potentially Vision. So um, I, I I wonder whether that is going to be the, the sort of multiverse thing is going to be something which they play with more and that hasn't sort of perception onto whatever the the next big thing is it may be that what they're using is they're using these films to build into mutants yeah yeah i think what they might end up doing is um into because you've got to introduce eternals and chang chi and all these other newer characters i think what they could do is when you get to maybe the end of thor uh love and thunder you you do the post credits thing with the new big bad and then when you go into phase five and then you have blade x-men fantastic four and all that and then at the end of that phase maybe you have the big bad possibly. yeah Cause I, then I think because then you've got the x-men and fantastic four involved in the fight against whoever the new uh big bad is because it could be like galactus or dr doom or whoever so yeah um yeah we'll see what they what they do because i i do just think these next two years when you've got these introdu- introductions of of new characters and also like the continuation of other people like uh scarlet witch and uh, falcon and that um, I think they're because after they've just done this massive Infinity Saga, they're going to need to introduce new characters and build basically just build things up uh, yeah. again, but not quite from the point of like Iron Man one. You know, we have mm. established characters at this point, so they're they're going to kind of need to redo that now. Um, and we'll see how how those sorts of things go. Uh, yeah, the other thing I'll say if you guys have any, uh, not necessarily a twenty three film ranking, but uh, what, what's your favorite Avengers film or, or Marvel um, MCU film, uh, and which is your least favorite, and uh, maybe like a top five or something, uh, let us know. Email us in or, or whatever. Uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter E Talk UK contact page and information in your show notes. Um, yeah, I think that's all we kind of need to need to discuss for today. 
uh, and you can all uh, criticize me for having Age of Ultron in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's everybody's ranking. They can uh, put films wherever they want. So Yes. Uh, cool. All right. Thank you, everybody, very much for listening. Like I said, if you want to find out when your favorite shows, films, or whatever are coming back, geektown.co.uk. If you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing and look at the new menu that we've got, <laughs> uh, entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, let me know what you, you think of that as well. There is a possibility I could put like the on-air and off-air TV menus together and have that as one bigger menu. I don't know, but I've put them both separate at the moment because they're kind of separate things. But let me know what you think. If you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. We also have an Amazon affiliate link. You can shop on there. We'll get a small cut. It won't cost you extra. Uh, iTunes feeds. Please rate, review, and subscribe to those. And also rate, review, and subscribe to Geek Town as well. Yes. Uh, and if you want to uh, use word of mouth to your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. And if they're wondering when their favorite shows are coming back, about Geek Town as well, of course. Um, yeah, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups, all that sort of stuff. Uh, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to, because some admins don't allow that, but just ask first or whatever. Uh, but you can share them on Facebook and retweet them on Twitter. Video games, uh, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and da- me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you, uh, yeah, we don't have another MCU thing until May. So, uh, yeah. Because apart from, like, Runaways, which I guess will be maybe later this year uh there's nothing really mcu uh coming out until may so uh we'll see you on the next thing that we do thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye bye